Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey everybody out there, welcome back to Positively Wrestling. I am Tim Kennard, and of course, the heel to my baby face, the brain to my gorilla, the jive to my soul brother. It's Stephen Davidson. <laughs> okay. That's definitely not the worst thing you've ever called me. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm in the middle of campaigning to be one of the co-main events of WrestleMania. Um, I, I, I don't want that curtain jerking, uh, curtain jerking spot, Tim. Yeah, I mean, that would be tough. You don't want to be the curtain jerker, but hey, I think everybody can get into the main event of WrestleMania right now. I think it's wide open. Uh, Bad Bunny, maybe. Bad, maybe. I mean, we'll be talking about that in a little while. Yeah. <laughs> WrestleMania bound. But yeah, so hey, you know, welcome back to the show, everybody. Glad to have you back. Thank you for all the support. Um, we see you guys tuning in. Uh, in fact, we had a... Uh, I guess a new weekly milestone kind of, uh, which is new listens every single day this past week. Oh, okay. So we appreciate that word spreading. We love it. Please keep liking and sharing and commenting and anything. We love the support. Thank you so much to everybody out there. For sure. Let's, let's get going. Uh, three count time. We start the show with our special little three count segment. Uh, this this week it was my challenge, and it was your top three favorite wrestling themes, entrance themes. Something that I mean goes hand in hand with wrestling. Now I mean it's just you get amped just to hear somebody's music, the kind of the preamble before they break through the curtain. It's just that showmanship. I just love this aspect of the presentation of wrestling's product. It, it's it's such a huge part of it and it makes such a difference in just getting like you said getting pumped and getting into the show and and getting the audience involved and you know there, there's a huge difference in the energy level of shows that didn't have entrance music and then shows that do um and so i i, I was messaging with my friend this was difficult tim this was very very <laughs> difficult um i was mes- messaging with my friend mark this morning and i told him uh i've narrowed it down to my top 75 um <laughs> and man yeah it was the opposite problem that you presented when you wanted my favorite uh my favorite enhancement talent matches where i had trouble coming up with any <laughs> here i have too many and uh I, I didn't even know what my criteria was really just uh, so really it just came down to what, what uh, kind of sparks a, a bit of joy, a bit of nostalgia. It's not necessarily about the musical composition here, right? Uh, it's about the emotion that's attached to it um, combined with the musical composition. I mean, there have been people that I've loved that have had entrance music that I didn't care for all that much. So right. I'm, I'm not going to pick those. Um, and on the other hand, there have been talents that have been so-so, but have had awesome entrance music. Yes. Um, Gangrel. 
for example. Oh, God, that entrance from start to finish. What a production. Yeah. Love that. Um, and those are, you know, those were in, I considered Gangrel. It's not in mine, but I did consider it because that music was awesome. So this was just so hard to, to narrow down, but I came up with three. So oh, okay, let's, let's give it a shot. All right. All right. So for my number three, uh, we're going back, back to uh, my childhood and uh, one of my favorite tag teams of all time, some of the most badass entrance music ever let's hear just how badass this music was hit it Demolition. Gotta Demolition. Okay, so if you haven't figured it out, that was not the original recording. <laughs> Demolition's entrance music. We're using Mario Paint. Also a suggestion <laughs> from my friend Mark. So thank you for that suggestion, Mark. That was a, a very, very good idea. Um, it gets us around, shall we say, the legalities of it all, Tim, right? Yes, just, just to be on the safe side, but it is hard to talk about themes and not be able to let people hear what you're talking about in some way. And at least with this, especially if you're been a wrestling fan for as long as we have, you know, these themes, this isn't their form, but even when it's playing, you're, you, it takes you back. It's still good. It reminds you of the actual one. That's a great choice. Demolition. And and it still sounds badass on Mario paint. Yes. Yes. It's still awesome on Mario paint. Demolition. Um, (laughs) uh, Going into my number three, uh, and my criteria was, it's just, you know, what music, when I would hear it, it just, again, takes me back to that era that I really, really fell in love and got really into wrestling. Now I fell in love with it as a child, but when I really got that fandom uh, was, you know, after we started being friends and I had someone else who was a wrestling fan that was into it. And then of course the the attitude era, the, the Monday night wars swept the nation, made wrestling bigger uh, or as big as it's ever been. And for me, this was one of those themes that really signified what was going on in the war between WCW and WWE. of how these people put this together (laughs) (laughs) really nwo (laughs) too sweet for life (laughs) oh another that's another it's just a great one iconic iconic yeah yeah uh i was thinking that there weren't going to be any wcw choices here because they notoriously had pretty horrible 
yeah. music. Yes. Um, but then I did think, wait a minute, I bet Tim picks NWO. Yep. And there it is. NWO. There it is. Number yep. three for me. Yep. All right. So up to my number two. Uh, this could have easily been my number one. Uh, this still gets me just pumped. Um, I feel like it, it, I, I use it to inspire me, uh, to, to work out sometimes if I'm having trouble getting through a run or something. Um, if I need to pump myself up to do something that's difficult in any sense of the word, whether it be not just physically, but maybe emotionally difficult or, or something like that, I will listen to this music. And it will get me ready because uh, it represents a, a, a talent that I have looked up to for decades now and who I have uh, identified with uh, for decades now. And so I, I couldn't not have it on here. Uh, let's hear it. hitman himself and that's his uh his theme that started in 94 and ran through uh the montreal screw job in 1997 he didn't use it when he came back when he uh, uh made up with with vince and came back in 2012 he didn't he didn't use it um not 2000 yeah yeah it was, it was 2012 i think he okay. had his return yeah um yeah okay that didn't feel right but yeah um so yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, just my favorite wrestler of all time and the music just, uh, I, I feel good just hearing Bret Hart's theme music. So it had to be up there, but not my number one. Yes. Even I'm a, even I'm a little surprised by that. <laughs> but no, a great choice. Uh, just love that driving beat uh, in, in Bret's theme was always very, very cool. Yeah. Uh, he's still one of my, I still love his entrance just where he would take the shades off. And yeah. give it to the fans when mm-hmm. he was doing the baby face thing. It was uh, that was just sweet and awesome. Yeah. Um, and I love the recre- the recreation they did of the uh, the famous football commercial, basically with Mean Joe Green, where the kid yells "Brett!" Yeah, and he turns around. He's in gorilla. And yeah. He turns around. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. All right, jumping to my number two. As I say, this is. It's kind of about that attitude that WCW versus WWE Monday Night War kind of era. And when you had the NWO, when WWE finally kind of started to get it, it's when they started kind of getting that edgier product. And what led the way is definitely the group represented by this theme here. when i think mario i think crotch chops for sure yes definitely can you imagine if you had a button in mario that lets you throw crotch chops at koopas (laughs) (laughs) little air bubble pops above mario's head suck it 
so many jokes about flagpoles, too. Oh, it, undoubtedly. But uh, good Lord, another great theme. Get you amped. It just embodied that kind of almost kind of grunge angst uh, mentality that the talent had. Do you remember the Run DMC remix? Yes, and it is awesome. It is. It's oh. great. If you've never heard that, look that up. It's probably on YouTube too. Yeah, uh, it's it's great. Yeah, yes. they they used it for a little while. Yes, they did. And because uh, mm-hmm. wasn't didn't they bring out that special album and it was mostly like all mm-hmm. um like established artists covering yeah. the theme songs and and yes. making them with lyrics and all that kind of cool stuff. But yeah, Run DMC did DX and it was just amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, such good stuff. Such good stuff. Yep, yep. All right, up to my number one. And I just, I had to go back. I had to go oh. all the way back. Oh, well, okay, thanks. Spoiler. Uh, well, if, <laughs> if, name that tune in yes, one note exactly. or less. <laughs> exactly. You know, I've heard it so much. I've heard that opening note so many times in my life. I could do it. Yeah, I, um, I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, going back, all the way back to where it started for me. Um, just this, this theme song just um still fills me with just the joy that i had in my childhood before the realities of life set in um <laughs> and you know back when i still had hope <laughs> um it just takes me back to to the time when like everything was okay and i didn't know crap about politics i didn't know crap about going to work every day i didn't know anything about people cheating on tests i didn't know anything about having my heart broken it was just all about having fun and for me it's still embodied by this song ah, it makes me want to vote tim i know right go out and vote in march Mario heads. I know. And real quick, while we're still listening to this, a big shout out. Uh, all these seem to be created by the same person. Yeah. Uh, Unfun Games. Uh, you can check them out at MarioPaintComposer.net or www.unfungames.com. Uh, What's the YouTube account, account down there? It's the oh, same YouTube account, too. Uh, Night W11 space V2. Yeah. Um, and Night is in K N I G H T W11 space V2 on U- YouTube. Go like mm-hmm. and sh- subscribe that account if you want to hear some of these awesome, awesome themes. They are crazy good. Yeah. Very oh. good. And so, yeah, that one for me personally, and you know, Hogan got me into wrestling and. Um, you know, the, the song's all about doing what's right. And, you know, maybe the person the song is most closely associated with hasn't always done that. Um, but you can still take the message of the song and it's so inspirational. Did you know it was not originally intended to be used by Hulk Hogan? I did not know that. It was originally intended for Dan Spivey and Mike Rotundo. Wow. Yep. Okay. I don't know how it, it made its way over from them to Hogan, but that's who that's who it was originally intended for. That's crazy. And when did uh, Hogan start using? Uh, I believe it was 
86. It might have been late 85. He had his own theme called like the Hulk Hogan theme. Right. Yeah. And he used that a little bit and then it moved from that to Real American. So it was right. I was just getting into wrestling at the end of 85. Um, I know he used it at WrestleMania 2 in 86. So okay. it was by then, but I don't think he had it at the beginning of 85. I'm trying to think back to WrestleMania 1 now and what he came out to with Mr. T. Because I was almost thinking like maybe it had something to do with him and and Sheik. Right. He definitely he... didn't have he didn't have any entrance music when he won the championship. Okay. Um, yeah. So it was after he he beat the Iron Sheik, but you know, he feuded with so many evil forerunners. Um, it could have come along at any time. But that's a good question. Now I'm curious. I'm gonna look it up when we finish uh, recording yeah. this. But yeah, an excellent number one. I cannot fault to that. That was definitely swirling in my, you know, trying to pick all these down. Uh, swirling in your toilet toilet bowl of of, of, of a brain of, yes. of indecision of indecision. The toilet bowl of indecision is what we're going to call it from now on. I like it. <laughs> um, but <laughs> hashtag toilet bowl. <laughs> but uh, my number one for me, uh, again, much like how you, you talk about Hogan and few growing up, this was the one. To this day, it will always be the same. You hear the first effect of this theme and you know who it's for even not big non-big super wrestling fans probably could tell you whose theme this is much like hogan a lot of people who aren't even wrestling fans know that real american that associates with hulk hogan um but this one for me kind of the same deal <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like bubble wrap. Yes. <laughs> How non intimidating would that have been had it preceded? <laughs> if if Dwayne Gill had been a stone cold impersonator <laughs> instead of a Goldberg, it would have started with bubble wrap. And you could have even done the thing where, uh, like at Mania, when they had the glass actually shatter and yeah. come through. It, Dwayne Gill could have just gotten caught in the bubble wrap and couldn't get out. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Oh, yes, but Stone Cold. The epitome of the mid-90s and late-90s with the Attitude Era when uh, WWE started to finally come back and kick WCW's ass um, and eventually put them out of business. Yeah. Which, um, actually, I think uh, we're... I think the anniversary of the buyout is this month this year this yeah. month actually yeah you're right yeah this mm-hmm. month i think it was uh next it's like late march is when it mm-hmm. happened which is crazy yeah. um, 20 20th anniversary yeah yeah hey maybe there's a bonus show we could talk about that night of the monday night war <laughs> who, who knows yeah that was a crazy night but there, there are so many of these themes like like tim was alluding to this this one account has so many of these themes including some newer ones um yeah. and and they're they're great and i i i considered choosing some newer ones uh, i io shirai her current theme is one of my favorites um finn balor um yeah. they, they've got mario paint film balor too and it's tremendous um <laughs> uh brock lesnar i like brock lesnar a whole lot um older ones too honky tonk man jive soul bro by slick which i've talked about on here um 
All American Boys by the Fabulous Rougeau Brothers. I consider <laughs> that. That's another one of my favorite. It was so hard for me to narrow it down. So hard. That yeah, this is a great category. I had a lot of fun with this one. Um, maybe and hey, we're we're trying new things here, so maybe we can get some more multimedia things going into the show. Uh in the future who knows <laughs> we'll try um maybe our, our our new uh show theme can be mario paint <laughs> yes then we could do it that way we'll see but uh as it stands it looks like it's uh, just about time for you to give us our next three count challenge what do you got for me all right well wrestlemania is coming up and it's mm-hmm. it's a big deal for many reasons number one it's wrestlemania yeah um it's two nights Yes. And for the first time in over a year, we've got a crowd back. Yes. yes. I want to know your three favorite crowds in wrestling Ooh. history. Your three favorite audiences. Ooh. There have been some memorable ones. Yes. Yes. Most of them all fall on the night after WrestleMania, which is why this <laughs> is such a good tie-in. I like it a lot. Um, yeah. Okay. I dig it. I dig all right. It. Although I can tell you right now, and people can stew on this, and, you, and we're not going to give anything away, but I know somewhere in my top three is going to be a crowd that is not anywhere close to WrestleMania. Okay. I'm not sure. I was going to say I'm not sure any of mine would be. I don't think that's true, but I I, I can promise that not all of them will be for me. Yeah, but uh, but cool. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That's an interesting one. That's an interesting one that we will get to talk about next week. Let's jump in uh, to the news and the show proper. Lots to talk about. Uh, even some breaking news. What What did you find out right before we started to record today? Well, it was announced by Dave Batista himself that um, he will not be inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. He was originally supposed to be inducted last year. And then, of course, that didn't happen for him or anyone and um, he will not be inducted this year either because of the unpredictable nature and how everything's had to be rescheduled. He has a conflict and he can't be there. So um, they mutually agreed to do it another time. My guess would be probably next year. Yeah. Uh, but he, he didn't say that, but I mean, why wouldn't it be, you know, when they can plan it and schedule it properly. Yep. So uh, no Batista. Uh, I don't know if they'll rush to replace him. Like we talked about last week, it's going to be a long show with two classes anyway. Yes. So maybe, maybe there's no reason to rush to replace him. Um, But yeah. So that just broke uh, not long before we started uh, recording this. Yeah. And, and again, I don't think you have to replace his spot. Like you say, you're combining two anyway. So yeah, he was basically the headliner of the 2020 class, but now that it's all going to be one show, you really only need one headliner. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, who knows what that will be or who that will be. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did find a new, we did find out a new addition uh, to uh, this year's class and well-deserved. Um, I have always been a fan of Eric Bischoff as far as, behind the camera you know the the businessman and what he did for wrestling behind the scenes and in front of the camera um there would be no monday night war without eric bischoff yeah there's no question um we who knows what 
trajectory the WWE would have been on had they not had to go to those places like we were just talking about in the Monday Night War with DX and Stone Cold and that real attitude and taking things over the top and the hypersexuality and the, and the dirty jokes and everything. Um, if they, you know, if they didn't have that competition. And just Austin. Would Austin, would Austin have, have even, even come to be? Yeah. Yeah. So um, the influence of Eric Bischoff on the industry of wrestling is, is can't be measured enough. Uh, and then after WCW closes, there's a little time he's away. And then, yeah, he comes back to TV as just a personality and knocks it out of the park there too. Um, yeah. So yeah, big love for Eric Bischoff. Congratulations, sir, uh, being inducted this year into the WWE Hall of Fame. Anything you'd like to add about Eric Bischoff? Uh, I think you covered it pretty well. Yeah. Um, he, he was good in front of the camera too, though. Um, yeah. He, he had me convinced when he was the official of the wedding between Billy and Chuck. I had no idea that was Eric Bischoff. Under that, that is makeup. hands down one of my favorite moments of his. Uh, yeah. Just because of what a shock. Yeah. I could tell That's- something was up. But I no idea that it was Bischoff. Or really, no idea it was someone under makeup or a mask. I, yeah, I could tell the voice wasn't quite right, and I thought they were putting on a voice. But I thought it was just to make it a little funny, yeah, uh, a little silly. I thought it was just the guy doing a voice, but pff, he ripped the makeup off, and yeah, my jaw dropped. Yeah, when when you say or just three minutes, and it was still mm-hmm. in the old guy voice, and it's like, wait a second. And then, and then it, he drops it. Wait a minute. Did I just say three minutes? Oh my God. Yeah. It was yes. great. Yeah. Love that moment. But yeah, big ups to Eric Bischoff. Um, let's get into some more news. Like I say, we got a lot to get through here. Um, we talked last week, Andrade requesting his release. It was denied at first and then granted. Andrade. Seriously is done with the yeah. WWE and it's being uh, reported that he has no, no compete clause. Mm-hmm. And so there are a lot can... of rumors as to how this happened. Yeah. Um, I, and I didn't read a lot of the rumors as to how this came about. Can you extrapolate? Okay. So, and I, I'm not saying this is true. This is right. just one thing that I have read. Um, the only way we'll know if it's true is if it ends up bearing out on television. Right. Um, one thing I've read, you know, where Charlotte, they're saying COVID is what they were telling us on Raw this week. Maybe. Right. Um, but she's also been dropped from the WrestleMania marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, no mention of any sort of feud for her. We've got three weeks to go here. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that people are speculating about is that she asked them to let Andrade go. And they said, okay, if you sit out WrestleMania, thinking that she wouldn't do it. And then she said, okay. And then she said, okay. Now we'll see if she's not on WrestleMania, it would lend some credence to that. But if she is in WrestleMania, obviously it wasn't true. Um, I'm not saying I necessarily buy it, but what we are seeing so far from what we're seeing so far, nothing has really contradicted that idea either. So um, it does seem like kind of a, a crazy offer to make from wwe like why would you even put out there that you would not want charlotte on the wrestlemania card um 
But if they thought she wasn't going to do it, maybe they would be stupid enough to do it. I don't know. Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, that's one possibility, but if she was going to be on WrestleMania, I would have thought it would have been against Asuka. And now that's definitely not happening. Uh, Well, at least not one-on-one, I guess it could be a triple threat. Yeah. um, Possibility. And and there's some things about this that scare me. Um, Now, a, if the COVID diagnosis is true and I don't see why they would lie about it. Um, so yeah, she probably maybe did come in contact or has because there was that scare of an outbreak. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is possible. And if, if so get well soon, we yes. are not, we are not minimizing the plight of this epidemic at all. No. Um, we are just kind of questioning the timing and how these events have unfolded and giving our speculation. That's all. Um, it's more about the the booking and the lack of mentioning yeah. her and, and that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, get well soon. Uh, and Andrade even uh, uh, tweeted out um, clear in just four more days, mm-hmm. hopefully. Uh, yeah. And then I hope you're back on the mania poster, you know, kind of thing. Right. So, right. So who knows what's going on? There's also a report saying that she is due back imminently. And will be on SmackDown this Friday. Charlotte? Yes. This is what scares me. Why? Mm -hmm. Why would you have her come back and on SmackDown instead of just saving her and having her show up on Raw since she's a Raw um, talent? So My only only thought that wouldn't upset me is that Bailey doesn't have a match and that's true and or maybe it's like okay we're gonna we've decided to go forward with Rhea and Asuka which we're gonna talk about later as well um but because of that you know Charlotte we want her to still be a part of Mania it's Charlotte Bailey doesn't have an opponent or she comes out and says you know what I've done it all I've done everything uh Maybe because we're I've heard that we are supposed to get the women's battle royal a la the Andre the Giant Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Again, because because we, we can't have women's matches on WrestleMania that aren't for titles. That's true. Um uh but maybe she could come out and say, you know, I'm just putting everybody on notice mm-hmm. that I'm gonna be in there. So whoever's in there from SmackDown, I'm gonna beat the crap out of you and then she yeah. says the same thing on Raw. So maybe something like that, because I Please don't let her go near Sasha, Sasha and Bianca. Bianca. That yeah. would, uh, I, I can't even begin to tell you what would be wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. anyway. Um, but but yeah, we, so. need, we need women's matches that aren't for titles. Uh, it's yeah. like if it's not for a title, they don't consider the women important. We had five women's matches, technically five, last year at WrestleMania. One wasn't for a title, but it was on the pre-show. And that was Liv Morgan and Natalia. Yeah. And then the other four matches were... On, on the main show were all for titles and they were all also gotten out of the way pretty early yeah. in the night. Um, so I, I want them to do better this year and uh, Sasha and Bianca should close night one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I, I'm in total agreement there, especially with them closing night one now that we know that they are on night one. Um, but yeah, or, I mean, I would love, I'd, I'll take Charlotte and Bailey. That'd be a hell of a yeah. match. It was a hell of a match. I'd totally take that. Doesn't have to have a title. Just let no. two people that have big egos and can be heel versus heel go for it. Yeah. Do it. 
I like if it. Charlotte shows up Friday, have Bailey come out and say, why are you here? Yeah. It's my show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, if you want this title, you've got to go through me first. Yes. I like if do something like that, please don't put her near the, uh, the already established title matches that you've put in front of us. Yeah. Let's leave those alone. Yeah. Um, let's move on to some uh, stardom. Let you uh, talk about that there. We got Stars versus Oedo Tai in an elimination match. Yeah, it's coming up. So since uh, Ruwaka turned her back on Mayu and Stars and joined Oedo Tai, uh, there's been a, a big feud between Stars and Oedo Tai. And so um, Natsuko Tora put out the challenge to Mayu after they had a tag match and uh, said, "Let's let's do something. Let's let's finish this in a big way." And uh, so what they've come up with is. There are five members of Stars. There are five members of Oedo Tai. They're going to have a five-on-five elimination match. And the last one eliminated has to join the winning team. Ooh. The winning unit. So it has to leave their current faction and join the other one. Ooh. So that's really interesting. Um, it's kind of an odd... I don't know if it makes total sense. Like, why the last one? It would seem like the first one eliminated from the losing team would be the one that would have to go. Um, right? Other, otherwise, you're you're almost like, okay, go ahead, eliminate me. Yeah. So, I'm staying so I don't have team. to. <laughs> right, right. Huh. So is, it would make yeah. more sense to me if if you're on the losing team, then the first one eliminated has to join. That's how I would have done it. It makes much more sense. But it's interesting no matter what. And I'm, I, I have no idea what's going to happen here. I, I have no idea who's going to end up switching. Um, and how are they even going to book that? Like, are they going to, w- once it happens, once the switch hat, the jump happens, are they just suddenly going to be cool with it? Or are they going to be like a mole who's sabotaging everything in this, in this uh, unit? They don't even want to be a part of. Uh, it's it's oh, interesting. Is there any tension in either of these units? Not at the moment. Mm-mm. Okay, I was going to say maybe uh, somebody who wants to break away from right. the unit wants to turn their back on them. I, there's a bunch of different ways you could play this. It sounds yeah. very interesting, but you're right. The last one eliminated seems kind of odd. I, I would up the stakes. I'm assuming this is going to be like a three-on-three. Three. It's five-on-five. Five. Oh, five-on-five. Five. It's everybody in both units. Let it be the middle person who gets eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> Tag in. No way, dude. No huh. way. <laughs> <laughs> we already lost two people. Next one out is on uh-huh. there. Screw that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, but it's, yeah, it's interesting. And I don't know what to expect. Um, and then we've got uh, some title matches coming up too. Natsupoi, who just beat Azumi for the high speed title at All Star Dream Cinderella pay per view. Um, she's been booked really strong lately. And uh, she's part of Donna Del Mondo. And they had a, a trios tag match against uh, Cosmic Angels led by Tom Nakano and uh, went to a time limit draw. Now that's, that's one of Rossi Ogawa's favorite things is the time limit draws. Like we have one basically on every show, not quite, yeah. but pretty close to it. Um, but the interesting story in that match is that Tom Nakano, who just beat Julia and won the main event of the biggest show in stardom history, couldn't put Natsupoi away. She was trying and trying and couldn't put her away. And Natsupoi was almost beating Tom. Um, and so it ended up, they couldn't beat each other and time limit draw. And so the next show, uh, there's a triple threat match with white belt champion, Tom Nakano, red belt champion, Utami Hayashishita 
and Natsupoi, the high-speed champion. Natsupoi pins Tom and wins the match, which is huge. She beat both of the top two champions um, by pinning Tom Nakano. And my jaw dropped. I was like, well, which one's going to beat Natsupoi? (laughs) That's what I was thinking. Tom's going to win or Tommy's going to win. Which one of them is going to pin Natsupoi? And then Natsupoi gets to pin. And so after that match, she said, I want your white belt. I want a title match. And so uh, Tom agreed. So that belt is on the line soon between Tom Nakano and Natsupoi. But after that challenge was made, Starlight Kid hits the ring and says, well, I want your high-speed belt. And so (laughs) Natsupoi agreed to that. So Natsupoi both has a title defense coming up and a title shot coming up. I don't know what nights. They've got a big show on April 4th. um, But... um, I don't think, I don't think it's going to be Tom and Natsupoi that night. It might be Natsupoi and Starlight that night. I'm not sure yet, but yeah. So uh, definitely laying some groundwork for some interesting things to come. And I think Tom and Natsupoi is going to be great because the interactions they've had in these tag matches and triple threat matches have been really, really good. Yeah. I, I mean, kind of sight unseen and just kind of me doing some analyzing and on the fly booking for what you're describing. Um if it were me, you say you got a big show coming up on the third, on the fourth, on the fourth, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have the show open with Natsupoi versus Starlight and close with Tom versus Natsupoi. Yeah. And no matter what happens in the Natsupoi Starlight match, I would assume I'd probably book Natsupoi to retain mm-hmm. and then go on to fight Tom, but lose to Tom. Mm-hmm. But then you can keep that going so that, yeah well that's just because i wrestled another match earlier the night right um, then you, know, you can extend it to the next big show depending on how frequently they do the shows right that, that that's what i would do again just me fantasy booking yeah it's not bad yeah um, yeah i don't hate that but uh yeah that sounds real cool i'm in um yeah, some good stuff good stuff uh let's move over to some nxt uh <laughs> I, I think Teddy Long is in charge of creative because we got some tag team champs and they're facing the NXT champ and a partner. All right. <laughs> yep. exactly Where have what... we seen this before? <laughs> yeah, exactly what you were complaining about in the women's division. Oh. Basically, as soon as we stopped recording, <laughs> it happened on NXT. Yeah. Um, yeah, I couldn't help but chuckle at that. I, I definitely thought of you. Yes, uh, but uh, big news, also breaking news uh, regarding mm-hmm. the NXT Tag Team Champions and the fact that now there aren't any. <laughs> right. They have vacated the titles. Um, uh, Danny Birch is Danny the one Birch who, is hurt. Yeah, yeah. he uh, suffered an injury in that uh, aforementioned tag match. Uh, and uh, yeah, so they've had to vacate the titles. William Regal putting it out there, I guess, uh on WWE.com, Twitter. Twitter. I saw it on Twitter. On yeah, Twitter. From, from Regal. He uh, said uh, they'll probably address the state of the titles on NXT tonight. Yeah, so... Uh, if not before. I think we'll have a uh, little mini tournament or... Oh. Like, I don't think... Because we just got out of the Dusty Classics. So yeah. Been a lot of tag tournaments lately. I don't know. I don't know. But like a four-team... Like, you do it... Hell, you can do it one night. Could. Yeah, four teams. It's three matches. Bam. Yeah. Um, who would you put in the conversation? I was about to ask uh, how many teams do they have? They've got MSK. But isn't one um, of MSK hurt as well? Are they? I thought, no. or it might be working with an injury. But I thought I'd read one of them had uh, an injury. Um, I, I, that may have just I may have just missed that. 
I'm not sure. But and I and again, I could be incorrect, or it could have been something minor that doesn't really keep them, you know, yeah, from wrestling. But yeah, so MSK. Um, I like them when they were known as uh, Demolitions with a Z. Yes, Demolitions, <laughs> uh, <laughs> or Hunters with a Z. <laughs> uh, you could put the way in there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, even if you're not going to put the belts on them, you can at least have them in the conversation. Yeah. Um, huh. Grizzled young vets. Of course, Gotta and they would not be there. they would not be bad choices. No. Um, and I, I mean Imperium. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, they've got enough teams to. I, they, they could definitely make it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So curious to see what happens. Maybe maybe by the time you hear this, they've even. Yeah, maybe even uh, so maybe, addressed it on Twitter or something, or even on tonight's show. Since, yeah, uh, yeah, getting new NXT tonight. But uh, continuing with NXT and something I am actually really excited about. Of course, we had the return stateside of Jordan Devlin, uh, and he's calling out Santos Escobar, who is the true cruiserweight champion. Um, Good question. And I think it's going to be one hell of a match. I'm kind of excited. I, I'm curious about the booking, and I'm, I'm I'm genuine, and I know not everybody cares about this stuff, but I'm really anal about this stuff. I'm curious about the title lineage. Um, yeah, how, how does this work? So, because they've both been defending their titles as though they're champion. Uh, so, yeah, when you ask who is the real champion, I know it's almost like a, a, a tagline for marketing, but I really want to know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to trace this title anymore. <laughs> Tell me who's the champion. Oh, and, and like, so whoever wins the match, does that mean that they were the real champion the entire time? I'll take and, it. And the other person's championship was null and void. I will take it. So it technically mean, if Jordan Devlin wins, does it mean Santos Escobar was never champion? I'll take it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because Hey, Jordan Devlin never lost the title. That's true. That's true. He's been champion this whole time. So it, it, uh, by that thinking, if Santos Escobar wins, then Jordan Devlin still would have been champion, but his reign would have ended once Santos Escobar won the tournament and won yes. his title. Yes. Um, I don't know. No, they're never going to answer this question. I'm never going to have an answer to this. I know that, <laughs> but it doesn't mean I won't stop asking it until the day that I die. Yeah. But either way, WWE this story writes itself no matter who wins this you have built in a rematch for a return date easy oh yeah easy um and if these two put on the match that i think that they can put on it's going to be worth watching again yeah um also we got uh saray coming Coming. nxt she was signed a long time like before the pandemic um she was signed and she's finally finally going to make her way on screen. Um, a big Joshi star. Um, she was actually scheduled to face Mayu Watani for the World of Stardom Championship last year. And then, whoops, Vince signed her. And, <laughs> and that match didn't happen. And then, whoops, uh, COVID. <laughs> yep. And then that, yep. So um, I've never seen her myself. Um, I was going to. I almost did, but didn't happen so uh but i've heard lots of good things about her and she's got a huge reputation and so uh i think this is going to be great and just further bolster the nxt women's roster it's already the strongest women's roster in the west yeah um and so this is not going to do anything to change that i don't think 
Yeah. Um, also, continuing on with that women's roster uh, and someone who you've been real high on recently, Zoe Stark. Yeah. Continuing to impress in her match against Dakota Kai. It was great. And as long as they keep putting her out there and letting her have matches like this, they're going to have another star. Uh, it's it's so easy to feel yourself getting behind her. Um, even when she was against EO, not that I wanted EO to lose the match, but I, I got to the point where like, I didn't want Zoe to lose the match either. Like she was putting on such a great showing when she wrestled EO and now against Dakota. So um, it's the right call right now to not have her win these matches because that would only hurt the established talent. You don't want to do that. Have her, you know, show us her progress. Let yeah. us see her get better and better and better until she finally does beat somebody. And because um, her, her showings, have been competitive and have made her look good. She's not looking bad by losing to people that have been doing this a lot longer than she has. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's great. And she, she is not. So, okay. I'm going somewhere with this, Tim. All right. It's going to, it's going to sound like I'm taking us off the rails here, but I'm not. Okay. So uh, at my, at my school Mm -hmm. I, that I work at, that I teach at, I am what's called the faculty athletic mentor for the women's soccer team. And um, I know all the players. I know some of them well. One of them is almost like a daughter to me. And um, she's been very frustrated lately. She hasn't gotten to play as much as she wants to. And uh, I've, I've taken a saying from wrestling. I, I just stole it right from Jim Ross. And I've been repeating it to her over and over because she does get to play, just not as much as she wants and as much as she probably should get to. Um, but I've been telling her, maximize your minutes. If you play for five minutes, you make them the best five minutes that anybody had out there on that field. Zoe Stark is maximizing her minutes. She is taking her 10 or 15 minutes and she's making them as good as anybody else's 10 or 15 minutes out there. Um, So that works no matter what field you're in, no matter what sport you're playing, um, no matter what you do in life, maximize your minutes and so it's great to see Zoe Stark doing that. And um, hopefully my uh, my little player will keep doing that too. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I hope I hope definitely for both. Yeah. For both their sakes, I hope they do. Um, Walter, we mentioned it earlier uh, with Imperium talking about the tag team uh, situation, but Walter has joined us stateside. Yeah. NXT, something I didn't think was going to happen because I think – when he signed with NXT UK in the beginning, he was like, that's why I want to be over here. Cause I don't want to go stateside. And he's the NXT UK champion. Yeah. There's that too. <laughs> <laughs> For like two years. Yeah. Um, so still one of the worst booking decisions I've ever seen was when he was in the survivor series match and was eliminated first. That He'd was never been beaten on NXT UK television. And he was eliminated in a matter of minutes in that match. It was R- ridiculous. Ridic- I agree. Ridiculous. Yeah. So hopefully we won't see a repeat of that, um, but uh, he's a beast, man. Yeah, and I mean, if we get Champa versus him, that could be a hell of a match. It's gonna be hard hitting. Oh, for I sure. like it. Yeah, uh, lots of cringeworthy slaps in that one. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh yeah. man. For sure. Uh, yeah, but welcome to the U.S., Walter. Good to have you. Um, switching over to some AEW, and uh, I mean. Well, real quick, before we get to the meat and potatoes and the big thing to talk about, I did want to call out Elevation Monday night. Uh, someone else you were very positive on, Layla Hirsch, 
mm-hmm. had a match with um, Rio uh, Mizunami, and it was great. It was spectacular. I, uh, I actually didn't get to see it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's only, I think it was like maybe a 10 minute match. It wasn't super okay. long, but it was just really, really good. And I'll tell you, because I hadn't got to see Layla Hirsch really uh, in action yet. She is just a little firecracker. She's great. Yeah. I all for me, it's almost female Taz. Just that's ah, yeah. I can see off. that. She's short, but she's powerful and well, and she does good throws and suplexes, mm-hmm. and she can mat wrestle. Yeah, that's that's her style. So it is very Taz. I hadn't made that connection, but that's a good one. But uh, yeah, so uh, keep your eye on her. I think I think she's got a big future in front of her. And she and she has been signed. She has been signed yes. by AEW. She has a contract now, so they're investing in Layla Hirsch, and I love it. It's great. Good for her. She's yeah. only going to make that division better. Yeah. So um, of course, uh, Rio picked up the win, but it was still a great match, and yeah. Layla looked great in the loss. I uh, just wanted to call that out, but we got to talk about Rosa uh, versus Britt. Oh my goodness, Thunder Rosa. And Britt Baker, my God, lights out, unsanctioned, anything goes, false count anywhere. Wow. Yeah. What a match. Um, Britt Baker I, looked like Red She-Hulk. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy. Like, every time they would do something, I'm just like, okay, that 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 that's the high spot. You're not going to do anything better than that. And oh, oh, my God, they went there. Oh, oh my God, they went there. Yeah. And the thumbtacks? Yeah. Oh, the power bomb onto the thumbtacks? And then she rolled over, and you're like, yep, those are in. Those are oh, in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that, and even the, the, the driver through the table at the end, I was like, that was very scary. Yes. The way that landing was very, very scary. Yes. But standing ovation, bravo to those two women. What an amazing match. They definitely put themselves on the line to create something memorable and something special. Um, I, I, I think Britt should have won. <laughs> yeah, that's, the only, that's my only qualm, and I know they're pushing Thunder Rosa to the moon right now, and I get it, and it's cool, but you need that established super, super heel top character and they don't have it a credible and, heel that can take your face's title if they get a shot yes and that's what Britt baker needs to be but they they just for whatever reason haven't pulled the trigger to put her up there yet i i will say and people are not going to like me for this tim you may not like me for this <laughs> um i will say i thought this was a very good match and and i put it on my list i told you uh, i said i don't know a month or two ago i'm going to start a list of my favorite matches of the year that mm-hmm. way when we get to the end of the year i'll have my list ready um i put it on the list so uh, do not take this as me saying that i did not enjoy this match or it wasn't good it was very good i noticed though and not just in this match just consistently from thunder rosa i noticed a hesitance from her in in certain spots that require speed with timing um, the combination of the two or where it seems like she's afraid she's going to hurt someone. And I think that's where a lot of it is coming from. My guess is she's a really sweet person who doesn't want to hurt the people she works with. But like, if you go back and you look at the chair shots that she was getting Brit, they were really weak. Uh, the crutch shot she gave um, 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 what's Rebel. Her name? Rebel was really weak. Uh, the Death Valley driver from the top to the ladder was really weak. Like, you could see the crowd building for that and hear them. And then once 
the move happened, they were kind of like, oh. Um, so I don't know if it's a, I don't, it's, I don't think it's a lack of confidence. I think she's just trying not to hurt people, but it's, it shows a little bit and it's not just been in this match. I, that That's right. why I've, I've not been high on that Thunder Rosa mountain quite yet. Um, Cause I don't think she's figured out how to make stuff look good without it actually hurting all the time. Um, so I think it was a very, very good match that would have been legendary. Um, if if her work would have been a little more convincing in some of the spots. That okay. said, they put themselves out there. They both worked really hard. Mad appreciation and respect to both of them. Um, and I appreciate both of them for what they do. Yeah. Um I I I, I agree. Um pretty much across the board. I don't find any fault in what you say. I agree, you know, from that critical analysis, I think you're right. Um, but I did add it to my list too. I've been trying to keep a list as well, and it definitely pretty much immediately got thrown on there. Yeah. Uh, but because it, again, it was just a spectacle to see. And kudos to AEW for letting these two women do it. Yeah. To giving yeah. them the opportunity and letting them go out there and show what they could do. And I mean, that was as gruesome and hard hitting of a like hardcore street fight type of match as I've seen Mick Foley be in. You know, it was it was brutal, but yeah, I really really enjoy it. Um, and you don't see women bleed, yeah. In matches. Um, now I do think there are women in WWE who would be willing to just WWE oh, doesn't yeah. want people to bleed, but you just you don't see it. And so they they took advantage of the fact that you're not going to see that in WWE. So they took advantage of that to put themselves on the line and to yeah. give us something different that you're not going to see somewhere else. Um, and finally, and, you know, pay attention to our women's division. Yeah. Kind of yeah. what that's kind of what it was like. Hey, hey, over here. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. But uh, but yeah, no, awesome, awesome stuff. Yeah. Um, let's get into some meat and potatoes here. We had a pay per view this past Sunday, mm-hmm. and it was WWE Fast Lane, the last stop on the road to WrestleMania. I hope you peed because we're not stopping again. That's right. <laughs> um, man, Fast Lane. Okay. Let's get to the kickoff show. And unfortunately, uh, we hate when we have to do this, but we do have to uh, mention a, a death uh, in the family of wrestling, and it is Retribution. <laughs> retribution is gone. Is gone. Riddle uh, put his U.S. title online against uh, Mustafa Ali. And you said it right. Good job. Hey, thanks. And, and Riddle picked up the victory, and then Ali did what he's been doing the past couple of weeks berating Retribution. Uh, and a couple of them, I think it was, um, uh, Mia walked out first, then Slapjack or whichever. Mm. I can never remember all the names. And then, uh, T-Bar. Yeah. I think T-Bar the last one. Probably. I think so. I I think so. Cause they did the double choke slam. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, to oblivion and then just left him. So it looks like, you know, retribution is done. Um, Please repackage the people in Retribution and put them back on TV. They are very talented. <laughs> yeah, at, at least the followers. I, I I don't need a repackage for Ali himself. Right, he can still keep right, right. this character and just do something different with it. But yeah, like we need Mia Yim as Mia Yim. Yeah, um, yeah, and and so on. Yeah, I agree. With, I agree with that. So yeah, um, and of course, uh, you had read that it looks like. Uh, Ali's been working hurt, so yeah, that's what they're saying that he's been working hurt, and so they sped this up, and it was supposed to be closer to WrestleMania, if not at WrestleMania. 
Um, so they went ahead and did it. So he may, he may be gone for a little while. It didn't sound like it was anything major from what I read, but um, he may be gone for a little while and then come back and hopefully feeling feeling good when he does. Yeah, it sucks that he might miss Mania, though. I yeah, guess. it really does. Hope may- Maybe if it's not too serious and he can wait it out, maybe he can at least get in on the Memorial Battle Royal. Yeah, uh, just so which he- could be another reason why they went ahead and did it, to give him time to heal up to come back and do something. That's true. That's very, yeah. very true. Um, then uh, kicked off the show with the Women's Tag Team Championship. Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax versus Sasha and Bianca. Reginald, of course, at ringside. <laughs> I say I get a kick out of Reginald. I just do. He's funny. <laughs> He's I, funny. I loved when he went shopping with Nia Jax oh my and God. still was doing the flips and the jumps in the middle of the stores. I, I just, I got such a kick out of that. He's like, that's my thing. I do yep. it everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere I go. Um <laughs> I just see him like at Chick-fil-A, like when his, it's, it's his turn to move up in line. <laughs> he doesn't even drive a car. He just does backflips through the drive-thru. Right. right. <laughs> oh, man. Um, this match played out kind of how I called it, mm-hmm. um, which was uh, the champions retaining uh, Shayna and Nia with, of course, Reginald's distraction, mm-hmm. uh, which led to a combination at the end. Uh, Sasha had the bank statement going on Shayna. Bianca jumps the rope to try and stop Nia from breaking it up. Nia being the powerhouse that she is just pushes <laughs> Bianca back onto Shayna and ends uh onto Shayna and uh Sasha, which leads eventually to Shayna being able to roll up Sasha. Yeah. For the one, two, three. Um afterwards, of course, Sasha smacks Bianca, calls her a rookie, says it's her fault that they lost. And uh, now we have our our build to Mania one on one. That was as stiff a slap as I've seen. It was it was a good one. It was it, a really woo, good one. Woo! Um, and I and I sent you the shot they got of it that looks yeah. just like the Batman meme. Yes, yes. <laughs> we need to replace the Batman meme with. I'll this. be it's I'll awesome. be using it instead of the Batman meme. Whenever I see yeah. the Batman meme now, I'm just going to copy it to that. <laughs> yeah, and put it back up on the internet. They got the perfect angle. Yeah, it was great. Um, but yeah, hopefully now these two are just going to be at each other's throats, and it's just them, and we don't have to worry about anybody else being in the middle of this. Um, no Shayna, no Naya, no Charlotte. Um, I- I'm ready. I'm ready for this. I'm yes. all on board for this. And like I say, this has been announced for night one officially for wrestlemania and i agree i would like to see this close the night yep sasha leaning heel too especially especially if you're going to have two nights let the women close one of the nights right there shouldn't be a problem with that no especially when it's such a monumental match but that people really want to see Mm -hmm. um and just being so historic having a one-on-one women's match with two black women Uh uh-huh or a championship Mm-hmm. You and don't need, you don't need Drew and Lashley. They they wrestled last year at a pay per view. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that doesn't need to, to to close night one. Let uh, it open. I made a joke about being curtain jerker, but sometimes the opening match is also big. They opened with oh, Brock versus Seth. I mean, you set the tone for the night. Yeah. So open with Drew and and Lashley. Close with Sasha and Bianca. But I mean, Sasha Bianca has potential to be match of the night just with the the athleticism the, between the two. Match of the weekend. 
match of the week. Yeah, possibly Could match be. of the entire event. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so yeah, WWE, do it. You got a chance yep. here. Don't screw it up. Um, yep. Next match was Big E versus Apollo Crews Intercontinental title on the line. And this also played out kind of how we called it, mm-hmm. um, which was with Big E leaving with the belt, <laughs> yeah. um, which he did via a win. But then afterwards, Apollo Crews just snapped. And it looks like we're going to extend this probably going to go to Mania. Again, yeah. Um, <laughs> Again. But uh, but I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> if we were doing SAT analogies, it would be um, <laughs> Apollo Crews is to Big E as Steven Davidson is to M. Bison. Because <laughs> like Bison and Street Fighter beat me about 157 times before I finally managed to get through him the first time I played Street Fighter 2. Uh, and that's, uh, I feel for Apollo. I know your pain, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm excited for w- what they could do it on Mania with enough time. Because these matches have been a little bit shorter that they've been going through. But to give them a chance to go, I think they could have a real, real good match. And at Mania, oh man, it's so tough. I kind of want to see Apollo win. I think he has to come out the winner in this. At some point, he at has to. At some point. Um, or, or it just kills him. But yeah, so uh, we'll see. Uh, but I am excited uh, for another rematch leading into Mania. Hasn't been announced yet, I don't think, but it's right. pretty much we think it's going to happen. Are they going to keep the accent going? Mm. He grew up in Atlanta. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Is it going to be a Kofi thing where one day <laughs> just doesn't have it anymore? Just doesn't have it anymore. It's like, well, oh, okay. Just like Lana. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, uh, Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon. Wait. Oh, wait. I'm getting something. No, he didn't actually fight Shane. Shane uh, hurt his knee uh, and then threw Elias to the wolves. <laughs> Quite literally. And... Bear, the bear. No, not literally. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't do it literally. He yeah, did it figuratively. Yeah, literally, <laughs> threw him to the wolves. Uh, <laughs> the big bad wolf. Um, but no, figuratively, yes, he uh, he became lamb to the slaughter that is Braun Strowman. Yeah. Um, and of course, as we found out on Raw, now we officially are going to see it. Mania, I still don't care. Uh, <laughs> Braun was interesting on Raw Talk, though. Did you see I will say yes, Talk? yes. I actually yeah. liked him on Raw Talk a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, what's sad is that that wasn't part of Raw for the general audience that watched yeah. it. Especially since it's you know him talking about him having the disability when he was younger and not being able to read uh, or having a lot of difficulty reading. Right. And that just put a, a nice button hook on this whole storyline. It with, gave it some context. Yeah, with why Shane's calling him stupid and why Braun's so upset about it. I mean, right. nobody likes being called stupid, but, you know, right. he has a deep-seated emotional tie to it. Right. And the fact that they haven't put that forward for everybody to see, and it's just mm-hmm. on Raw Talk, I think that's a misstep. Yeah. And, and, and right now, even if you're watching Raw Talk and miss it, you can't rewind it. Yeah, yeah, you have to start from the beginning again. Thanks, um, Peacock. Well, you can't even do that until they put it up the next day, Peacock. Well, that's true. That's true. I just watched it today, so it was <laughs> just right there yeah. when I wanted to play it. Um, but hopefully, Peacock will get those issues fixed. So far, and just pausing real quickly. Um, so far, other than that, other than the being able with the live stuff, not being able to 
have access to it until the next day and not being able to start from the beginning yeah if you come in late that it's big though that's a big thing yes and like they said they are working on that hopefully by mania they'll have that sorted out but that is only three weeks away so who knows well it, i even went to watch talking smack on saturday morning at i don't know a little after ten thirty. now on the wwe network they put it up at 10 o'clock mm-hmm. and they don't stream it it doesn't stream they just post it at 10 right. o'clock um but i waited till 10 30 because i figured it would be posted on peacock and it wasn't oh wow i didn't i didn't watch it until sunday and i know to a lot of people that it's just a day you big whiny baby yeah fine i'm a whiny baby because i'm used to seeing it at 10 30 on saturday and so i don't understand why moving to a huge corporation like nbc why they couldn't have it posted when wwe has it posted at 10 30 it just doesn't make any sense to me this is nbc it's yeah. nbc they should they shouldn't have problems doing things that compared to them a smaller company like wwe can do easily yeah um but i was gonna say that uh, i am happy with the amount of stuff has been, that has migrated to the network so far shockingly they had wcw saturday night yeah, so they're they're trying to get this stuff as fast as possible up there, and it seems like almost every day something new is popping up. Still no uh, Saturday Night's Main Event, and none of my home video classics. Soon, hopefully soon, soon. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you were the only person streaming the home video classics. Well, I, I didn't find them <laughs> until like a month ago. So yeah, I'm the only person who knows they're there. Um, I want yeah. my Caleb Braxton on Saturday morning. <laughs> Uh, but yes, oh yeah, Braun and uh, Shane, WrestleMania bound. Um, I'm still not super pumped about it. No, I'm not know, either. From a match standpoint. It's, it's um, another Shane match. They're all the same. Um, but yeah, and that's why. It's not Braun. It's not no. Braun's fault. It's, it, come on, something new, something different. Shane, get out of here. Um, Shinsuke versus Seth added late uh, last week. Of course, you tweeted out our predictions. I called this one. Yes, you did. Um, Seth Rollins uh, ends up winning via the stomp. Um, And not a a super, super long. There was a great moment, though, uh, (laughs) with Rollins trying to uh, swing uh, Shinsuke and Shinsuke <laughs> right. counter. That was funny. Yeah. Because he was complaining where Cesaro swung him 22 times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it, it feels like this is building to Cesaro and Rollins probably at Mania. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I expected that. And that's why I called Rollins. You, when I texted you to ask for your prediction, you said uh, you, you were predicting uh, Shinsuke with Cesaro's help. And that made sense to me. Um, and I, I almost thought, oh, he might be right. But my thinking was, if they're building to Cesaro and Rollins at WrestleMania, I think you would want Rollins to have a win going into that. Otherwise, what's the point of having a competitive match with Cesaro? Yeah, well, it's like for me, it was uh, my thinking was um, where he's had Buddy Murphy attack Cesaro and Cesaro hasn't quite got to get his hands on Rollins proper yet. Um you know, he could help Shinsuke win kind of goading Rollins into the match at Mania. Mm -hmm. Like, Rollins trying to play the avoidance. He's like, no, 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 come on. I'm just going to make your life a living hell until you meet me in the ring kind of thing. Right. 
So, I mean, but I'm fine with how it is. It's just how I thought they might. It could have been either way. It could have gone either way. Yeah. It really could have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a good match. Mania. Yeah. I'm, I'm down for that. Well, and it's a high profile match for Cesaro for the first yeah. time in his WWE career, basically. So yeah, good for him. Yeah. Um, next we had McIntyre versus Sheamus. This, you know, happened how we expected and was hard hitting mm-hmm. like we expected. Mm-hmm. More welts on the back. Good Lord. Likely These... expected. They piped in a uh, this is awesome chant. Like we expected. Like we expected. <laughs> like they always do for Drew McIntyre matches. Yeah. Oh, man. But uh, I mean, it was good matches. Decent. But again, kind of yeah. exactly what we thought it was going to be. Enjoyable. Yeah, the, uh, they, they worked hard. Yeah. Uh, they they hurt each other for they our They know each other so well. And yeah. um, they go to great lengths to entertain yeah uh and and it was just predictable that's all it was just you know nothing surprising but the work was good but i will say uh kind of popping out speaking of raw talk seamus was on raw talk Mm, yep and very interesting very interesting um that he's talking about you know why am i not part of this match could we could we get two triple threat championship matches at mania it's possible. The only the only thing that would make me think not is that he's just he lost to both guys. Yeah, agreed, agreed. But I will say this, and I think he's one hundred percent right. This main event at Mania would not be that important without him. Oh, agreed. Uh, I and he, the more he talked about it, the more I've thought about it uh, with what he's done over. And as he said, over the past twelve months, um, he really has been one of the MVPs mm-hmm. as far as just in ring performance output you know what i'm saying just the stalwart the one who's going in there giving 110 percent every single time never phoning it in doing whatever they need him to do um and like i say he's one of the the most i think unsung heroes of the current generation um and just immensely talented yeah i would i would not be upset if they threw him in as a triple threat you're right it wouldn't make a lot of sense so Uh, from a storyline storyline standpoint, but um, I would not be upset by it one bit if yeah. it happened. Um, I, I I do kind of like how we have mostly singles matches at WrestleMania right now because I I do prefer those and they feel more yes. personal. Um, I I and I it, it seems pretty obvious that Edge and Roman, and we'll talk about it in a minute, is not going to stay a singles match. Yeah. Um. So I. The only thing is, I yeah, I would just prefer. It almost feels like an old school WrestleMania card to me, where they yeah. had a bunch of singles matches and maybe some tag team matches when they had tag teams, um, and it wasn't just get everybody in the card. It was get everybody on the card who's been working for us this past year, and and doing good things for us this past year. So um, you know, and you had Coco Beware versus Rick Martel open WrestleMania six. Um, Coco Beware got a singles match at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, and so I, I like that feel to this card so far. Um, and so I, I, I'm with you, but also I, I won't mind if that doesn't happen. Just right. to pr- preserve kind of the, the, the tone of the card. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, for me, it's just like I, I would like to see um, Seamus, you know, be put featured. in that spot, featured in that yeah. you know, main event worthy. He definitely deserves it kind of spot but it looks like they might be setting up maybe an intercontinental or not intercontinental but a u.s, US. championship right uh with the interaction he had on riddle from raw so who yeah. knows yeah who knows 
And I'll tell you what, I can't tell who's talking when the new guy's interviewing Seamus. <laughs> they sound the same fella. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin Patrick. Yeah. Kevin Patrick. Yes. Um, next match, Alexa bliss versus Randy Orton. Randy Orton now has a loss, a pinfall loss to Alexa bliss. I told you, I knew she was going to get an official victory. She got an official over Randy victory. Orton. I knew it was going to, I knew it'd be, I called it on Twitter, a home alone match. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, it was much like and falling lights falling lights oh my <laughs> <laughs> yeah it felt very much like kevin McAllister was helping her set up for this um, and then she didn't she didn't order original she got the extra crispy the fiend makes his return mm-hmm. from underneath the ring and the flames to just decimate randy um and then a very controversial pin uh, <laughs> We'll, well to those who want to make something out of it yeah yeah well you did see where uh and i'm sure this is all kayfabe but uh randy's wife tweeted uh oh no, no. yeah she, she it was uh at alexa bliss you may have just effed up little girl but she didn't say effed uh. <laughs> <laughs> but i'm sure because i mean they they knew this was happening i'm sure he told right. his wife it's not right. like she decided to do that on the fly i don't think that was right not planned so um but obviously this is going to lead to what we expect, probably a Firefly Funhouse cinematic type match at Mania. Or something. Uh, They're already confirmed for night two. Yeah, so it's definitely, um, gonna, it's definitely <laughs> going to have a match, but what kind way, of match it, we'll see. It was interesting on Raw on Monday night how they said, later we're announcing three matches for night one and three matches for night two. And they got around to it and they announced three matches for night one and two matches for night two. And then they got through the closing segment with Randy and Bray, and then they announced that match for night two. So how did they know ahead of time <laughs> what was going to happen at the end of the show so they could announce that match? Uh, hey, hey, uh, some your plot holes are showing. <laughs> <laughs> Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah. But um, he paid again, no attention I'm, to us, so I, that's fair. I'm enjoying the hell out of this. Yeah, and what we get out of it with uh, Alexa and now bringing Bray back and even Randy has been great during this whole thing yeah um, his- I, I, I texted our friend Shane uh, before the pay-per-view and I said I've never looked more forward to a Randy Orton match <laughs> but yeah so I, I'm excited uh, actually and I actually really enjoyed Randy on the Broken Skulls sessions yes i I agree with you i agree with you it it, that was a good a good interview and a good listen yeah it it was fun to hear randy being candid Mm -hmm. and talking about stuff and you know it not being the character and i thought that was awesome um i love the two of them kind of geeking out over what's better the the stunner or the rko and they were showing the the videos i thought that was really great um Definitely. If you haven't watched that, give it a give it a go. Yeah, it's it's long. It's an hour and forty, but it's it's real mm-hmm. good. If you can sit through it, us, it doesn't feel that long. No, no, no. If you can sit through our show. You can sit through that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, main event of the night, fast lane. Of course, we had Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan for the Universal Title. Edge, of course, won the right on SmackDown to be the special guest enforcer, as we predicted he would. Um, and this match was phenomenal. It went on my list too. <laughs> it was unbelievable. It was great. Da- Daniel Bryan. 
That's all I can. That's all you got to yeah. say. Daniel freaking Brian. Um, he knows how to put a match together God, in yes. a way that you don't expect because you, you kept expecting the spear in the pin. Yeah. And every time he did, get, he got a spear, yep. but all the other times you thought he was going to spear, he got countered right back into that yes lock. Yeah. And the story that went yeah. on with was so great, how he just kept out wrestling Roman and just goading him and goading him. It's like, I'm going to tap you out. I'm going to tap you out. I'm going to tap you out. What did he do? Technically, he tapped him out. What Damn. a visual. Yeah. That, those closing moments. And then, as I suspected, and I think everybody did, obviously, yeah. Edge gets involved after Jimmy comes out. Uh, and gives a couple super, or I'm sorry, Jay, not Jimmy. After Jay comes out, gives a couple uh, super kicks, and uh, then gets thrown out of the ring uh, by Edge, I think. And um, he had brought the chair in there, and then Daniel Bryan uses the chair uh, on Roman, and then accidentally hits Edge. Mm-hmm. Swings for that. swings for Jay. Swings for Jay ends up hitting Edge. Or swing? So, no, sorry. He he went for the running knee. No, no, no. He hit him with the chair on the arm with the chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah, hit yeah. him on the arm with the chair. Um, and then we get the kind of thing where he gets Roman to kind of tap there, but there's no ref. But then in comes Edge, grabs the chair, smashes Daniel Bryan, smashes Roman Reigns. Um, starts yelling, "No, this is about me. This is mine." Very um, heelish. Very heelish. I think this is kind of a heel turn. It, it kind of mm. runs it borderline, but a lot of people are saying this is a heel turn, and we'll we'll know Friday, probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it does seem that way. Which I mean, it, when you're yelling, "This is about me," you're not a face anymore. Yeah, that's that's not what good guys do. No. Um, it's so, my moment. My moment. Nah. And so, if he's a heel, then they have to put Daniel Bryan in the match, otherwise, you don't have a face. And I did read a report where somebody had said they had talked to somebody backstage that that is definitely what is happening. We will I mean, it has Friday. to happen. At this yeah. point, it has to. The other rumor was Daniel Bryan versus Jay, which, okay, mm. that'd be a hell of a match, but... We've had it like three times. And it wouldn't make sense at this point. Mm-mm. After all no. that's happened, why would we settle for Bryan versus Jay? Yeah. After yeah. This Brian, Bryan has earned another shot. He didn't get to finish his match. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think uh, I think Mania becomes a triple threat, and I think it yeah. needs to. Um, yeah. Well, and like I said last week, if if we're getting all these interactions with Daniel Bryan and Edge, there has to be a physical payoff to it. Yeah. And so he has to be in the match. So I, I'm excited for that. Plus, it all again it throws up so many questions as to how do you book this match? Yeah. Who wins? Yeah. Who goes? Who leaves as champion? That's gonna be that's gonna be one we're gonna be talking about for three weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, my question is, how are Sasha Banks and Daniel Bryan both going to be main eventing WrestleMania, and I'm not going? Oh, that's true. That's that true. makes me really sad. Man, yeah, that is bad. This would be. Given better circumstances, this would be such an awesome one to go yep. see. Oh, man. Yep. Oh, oh. In the future. Once again, it'll happen. It'll, it'll be in the future, but 
Yeah, well, but what'll be the main event? What'll be the main event? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have no doubt I'll get to another WrestleMania, but what am I going to be seeing? This feels like the one that I would want to go to. RVD versus Matt Riddle. <laughs> 420 on a pole. Who gets higher match? <laughs> the time limit is four minutes and 20 seconds. Uh no, given given the drug, I'd say four hours and 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's just them eating munchies the whole time. <laughs> It's going sponsored by Cheetos. Dude, bruh. (laughs) Be awesome. Be a bro off. Anyway. uh, So that that was fast lane. Uh, Overall, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was fine. And then the main event. It helps that the main event was so good because you got, yeah, you you left the show feeling really good. Yeah. Really satisfied. So, um, so yeah. We're now officially just completely on the road to WrestleMania. No more stops, as we said before we get there. Um, we had Raw on Monday. We've talked about a few things that happened, but we do want to talk about Peyton Royce. Best match of her career so far. Yes, hands down. After she had that great moment on Raw Talk, um, she got to come out and actually sit there and say, yes, I can do this. Yes, I am competent. Uh, she had a great dancing partner with Asuka um, who can help make people look good in the ring. And she did yep. here uh, Peyton's own talent. It looked yeah. great. And she had the opportunity, uh, you yeah. know, we're not saying she couldn't have already been having these matches, but she finally got the opportunity to yeah. do it. And what'd she do? She maximized her minutes. Yes. She maxed those minutes out uh, after the match. Like I say, of course, Asuka picks up the victory. And then after the match, Hold on, let me put my Swami hat on because it happened. The realistic uh, prediction came to pass. She did debut on Raw, came out and challenged Asuka to a championship match at Mania, to which Asuka said, I accept. When you make a hundred predictions, it's likely that one of them is going to happen. (laughs) Hey, 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 you keep your math to yourself, sir. don't take away my ability is my, my special it's my specialty it's what i'm best at it's my favorite map <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so we are getting uh what i think is the right choice here in bringing Rhea ripley in putting her against oscar for the championship uh at mania i think it's going to be a, a great match i think you're pulling for who are you pulling for uh it's tough because i really like both I know. I'm a big Oscar fan. I'm a. I asked you before, but I want to see if you change. Oh no, I I'm pulling for Rhea. Okay, I am pulling for Rhea. Not only I think it's it. I think she is the one that needs this victory. Yeah, I agree. Oscar has been amazing this past year. I've said it many times. We've spoken about again. Talk about MVPs during the COVID era. She is definitely one of them. Um, and it it is it's 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 tough because yeah, I want her to get that win at Mania. She, she deserves it. Yep. I wouldn't be upset one bit if she ended up winning, but I'd look at Rhea and it's like I, Rhea taking a loss would hurt her. Yeah. It would really hurt them building her up and rehabilitating her after last year, having to lose against Charlotte. <laughs> Re- rehabilitating. Rehabilitating her. Uh, to bring her in, I think, you know, she needs to have, maybe one match between now and mania that's on TV where she just decimates someone or heck every night, every Monday, just let her come out and decimate somebody on the roster. Yeah. Um, and 
heck, let Asuka do the same thing and let them try to one-up each other. Yeah. Put some build. You got three weeks, and, yeah. and it's not a lot of build, but get some build behind this because I think this could be a special match. I really think yeah. it could. And, uh, and it's very much the same situation that Sasha and Bianca is. Yeah. You've got Sasha, long-tenured, never won at WrestleMania. And yeah. this is her first real title run. She's had title reigns, but this is her first real title run. She deserves yeah. that win. But if she wins, it's going to kill Bianca. Yep. It's the exact same thing. Ooh, yeah, that's, oh, man. I didn't even think you know. about that. That Yeah, it is the exact same setup. And I think, I, I do like the fact that we're getting one on one night and one on the yes. other night. So we get and, I, and I like that they're one on one. I like yes. that they're one on one. Please matches. stay that way. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna if wear I, your you're gonna wear your Rhea shirt night too. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Okay, definitely. Right. Um, but I will say, uh, if if Charlotte comes back and and is going to be a part of a title match, I would be more comfortable with it being the Raw one. Yeah, as long as she doesn't win. Yeah. Um, because you can, she has history and we can tell the right. story there with Oscar and with Rhea. It would be so out of the blue to be in the SmackDown match, just out yeah. of nowhere. It's like, I mean, you could drudge up some old Charlotte Sasha stuff, but, but it's why? old. But yeah. Why? It's like, it would why be would forced. Very yeah. forced. But yeah, so really, really looking forward to that, um, for WrestleMania. Uh, another WrestleMania match gets official. Uh, we have Bad Bunny getting some revenge, giving a receipt to the Miz, hitting him with the uh, guitar. And uh, yeah, and now they're saying this is going to be a one-on-one match? One-on-one match. It has been rumored for, for weeks that it was going to be Bunny and Damian Priest mm-hmm. versus Miz and Morrison, which I was like, okay, that makes sense. That way you protect the guy who's not a wrestler, who, mm-hmm. you know, but now you're saying maybe maybe we all got it wrong. Maybe Bunny's been training, and they're like, okay, no, he can he can handle a one on one. Maybe, maybe you know, I, with the with the Miz, I think he can. That's true. Uh, Miz you is going to make with, this work. You got him with one of the best dance partners on the roster, and that's the Miz. Uh, yeah. Say what you will, but he makes people look good. He does. He um, does. And um, I, a lot of people are going to crap on this, but uh, I think people are watching for Bad Bunny. I think there are people who don't normally watch wrestling that are watching right now. Yeah for bad bunny and so this, I, I said earlier this feels like an old school wrestlemania to me and here we have a celebrity in wrestlemania in a high profile spot that feels like old school wrestlemania that's, to me yeah, I, I don't have a problem with this no i have zero problem with this whatsoever um yeah. and like i say it just reinforces that miz is the guy that will do whatever the company needs that will and can and can yes because yeah. i mean we look a month ago He's WWE champion. Yep. And now he's dressing up in a bunny suit, fighting a celebrity at Mania. And you know what? He's going to lose to Bad yeah. Bunny. And the next night, if he wanted to, he could instantly have his credibility back as a world title contender. He, at this point in his career, he's invulnerable. Well, he's invincible. All you got to do is give him a promo. Mm-hmm. He'll talk his way into whatever spot he needs because he's that good. He can do it. Yep. Um, so yeah, I'm actually I'm actually fine with this. I'm kind of excited. I want to see it. Could it close? Could it close night one? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. As much as I want to see this and as much as I respect the Miz, I'm sorry. 
Mr. Bunny, <laughs> not gonna happen. <laughs> You're not closing night one, bro. It's just not gonna happen. I just um, think back to the logic that uh, Bruce Pritchard put out there of having Lawrence Taylor and Bam Bam close WrestleMania 11. Oh. Um, and I've mentioned that, and you know, I, I've hated it my my whole post-1995 life. I've hated that Diesel and Sean didn't close, but his logic was we had people tuning in that night to watch Lawrence Taylor. They were going to turn the show off as soon as Lawrence Taylor was done. We wanted them to see everybody we had. We wanted them to see Shawn Michaels wrestle so that they show up for Lawrence Taylor, but they're hooked by, you know, whoever, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart. Um, so I could see that logic. I don't think it's going to happen, but I could see the logic in saying, let's get Bad Bunny to bring him in and let's hook him with Sasha Banks. Um, but I don't think it's going to happen. But if it did happen, that would be the logic behind it. Yeah, true, true. I mean, and Pritchard is still working for the company. So. Yes. Yep. So, hey, who knows? Who knows? Um, okay, let's talk about... Yeah. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Uh, Mr. McIntyre, while as I think you are very talented, and I think uh, you and Lashley will probably be a good match at Mania, um, I don't think you're getting cheered. I think you're going to be surprised by how many people cheer Lashley and not Drew. Um, and I don't think they're quite prepared for that. Uh, but, uh, having Drew beat the former tag team champions by himself. Yeah. Oh my God. It's a bit much. If he was big show, if he was Andre, the giant, it'd be, it'd be different, but no, this is, this is not good because they they were, they were presented as credible champions. Not only do you take a huge dump on these two credible champions, you take a huge dump on the tag team titles themselves. Yeah. Oh my God. I think this was the most horrible booking decision. I Um, hate handicap matches largely for this reason. Yeah. Usually the, the solo person wins when they should pretty much never win. Um, I mean, but given when it's what, former tag champs, it's worse. Given what happened earlier in the night, I would have been fine if like Sheamus had come down and maybe snuck in and popped one of them to kind of even the odds mm-hmm. in the closing moments or something like that. But this is just ugh. now that being said, that being said, not all that all notwithstanding, I like what it does for Lashley. I liked him. I thought it was hysterical, him going into the room full of 24-7 non-contenders. Although the sad part about the whole thing is Ricochet was in the room. uh, And it's like, what are you saying about Ricochet at this point? (laughs) Yeah, he goes to the weakest guys on the Raw roster to take out Drew. Like, you just saw Drew beat the tag champ. Let's go find people less credible than the people he just beat up. Why not go to Randy Orton? Why not go to somebody who has a shot? Or dump the whole crappy Shane thing, go to Braun. Yeah. That yeah. makes it would make so much sense because Braun wants a shot at the title anyway. Lashley beat Braun convincingly, so he shouldn't be afraid of him. Yeah. And Braun's the biggest guy there. Who else could maybe take out Drew? You know, it's like, yeah. come on. But uh anyway. That, <laughs> I'm gonna go to Drew Gulak. <laughs> but I like how he was just like you know, you guys don't want to all find somebody who does. Like, all right, who wants a shot at this? You want a shot? You want an opportunity? You can have a shot at the chair. You just got to take out Drew McIntyre. Take him out. Um, 
I thought that was interesting. I, I just thought it was humorous and I, and I enjoyed it. So um, we'll see how they build on it for the next three weeks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. are we literally going to get, well, God, it's going to be drew like one on four against <laughs> the 24, like Tazawa and Gulak. And, he's know, he's going to win the 24 seven title and then successfully defend it 23 more times, 23 more times. in one match. Oh my God. Speaking of Braun, by the way, and speaking of piping in uh, chance for uh, this is awesome chance for Drew McIntyre matches. Uh-huh. They piped something different in for, for Braun last night or they, Monday night. They, they did. They did. <laughs> what they was did. that? Um, so um, choo choo. <laughs> Here comes Braun. Look. <laughs> You know, oh my I, couldn't even, God. I couldn't even bring myself to be upset by it. All I could do was laugh because, I mean, come on. I can't put energy into being mad about something that ridiculous. Um, but man, it was ridiculous. I was, um, I think I was playing on the computer at the same time. Because as you can see, as my setup, my TV behind me here. Yeah. So when I watch TV, I'm usually turned around. But I've been so kind of disinterested with the whole Braun Shane thing. They're like, oh, it's going to be Elias and Braun and, and proper, he knows it's coming. I'm like, okay, well, I can just play around the computer and listen. And I heard that and it was one of those little like, did I just hear what I think I just heard? And I turn around and Braun's running around the ring and that's it's like, woo, woo. I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, tugboat's back. Oh my God. <laughs> Hysterical. And again, I can't be mad at it. I really can't because it was entertaining as I'll get out. And it took me by surprise. What I want, what I want to know is what if it had been countered? What if he'd been dropped toeholded? Did they have a, a crashing sound ready? Oh my Lord. <laughs> God. Okay. Here's the only way you can possibly salvage Shane and Braun at Mania is at some point. He has to do it. Shane has to figure out some kind of counter where he runs into the ring post or something, and there's got to be a crash sound at the end. Yes, it has to please, happen. Please, God. <laughs> please, please, please. That, that was next-level stuff. It really was. Oh, my. And it, I wonder if they'll keep doing it once fans are back in attendance. <laughs> at WrestleMania. That's that's what I want to know. I want to see if it happens at Mania. Oh, man. Oh, uh, man. Oh, man. That is... That's too good. Oh, that's too good. Um, well, I'm going to start it because you kind of, you, that was my favorite thing I was going to oh. say of this past week. So it's real easy for us to segue into this. All right. I loved that part. That's what I love the most probably. This okay. Past week. Um, I'm going to highlight during the Daniel Bryan Roman Reigns match. Um, Bryan has Reigns down on the mat and he's stretching him with, with an arm bar of sorts. And he does a version of trash talking that only Daniel Bryan would do when he starts to yell the word technique. <laughs> I loved it so much. <laughs> Who else trash talks by going technique? <laughs> oh. oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> it only made one of the best matches of the oh, year, man. if not the best match of the year, even better. Um, yes. I, I love technique. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. That's a, that's a great pick too. Uh, that's our show for the week. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Like, share, subscribe. Uh, 
give us some comments. What are your favorite themes? Uh, what are your favorite crowds? Uh, as we're going to be talking about that on a three count next week. Uh, we've got some other special shows in the works. We'll drop some more details as we get them, but hopefully have some more content coming your way. Uh, but again, you can find us on Twitter at plus Russell cast. That's P L U S Russell cast. You can find me at Timothy K. You can find Steven at bizarro doom. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for the positively wrestling podcast and you can hear us wherever you get your podcasts from. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Have a great weekend, everybody right here from positively wrestling.